You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered in iTunes because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a ridiculous show for you guys today. I seriously believe that if you listen through the end of this podcast today, you will completely understand why a lot of people in this business lose money. And they do it under the auspice of assuming that they're kind of managing their risk and preventing losses. But this whole concept of stop loss is the worst thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. And I hate that people use it and I'm here to kill this idea of using stop losses because I don't call them stop losses, I call them money losses because you lose money every time that you use a stop loss. And I'm gonna show you here tonight with empirical evidence and hard statistics and numbers why people lose money when they trade stop when they use stop losses and it creates more losing trades in their account and they don't even know it. And so I'm going to go through a bunch of those examples today so that you guys know going forward a new way of trading and how you can plan your exit in the future. So let's talk about the agenda for today's podcast. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is how stop losses work with stocks and options. So if you've never heard of a stop loss, or even if you have, we're just going to kind of do a quick review because most people do use them and they're taught all the time in a lot of programs that I see. So we want to kind of breeze over what they are and how they work. Next, we're going to talk about why people think stop losses are good for them. So what's the psychology behind them? Then we're going to talk about the lazy trader program. I kind of air finger quotes lazy trader program because it's something new that I've been talking about a lot and I've kind of tagged it as the lazy trader program, but we'll get into more of that later on. Then we're going to take a look at some detailed numbers on probabilities of being in the money or out of the money with a particular stock and we're going to be looking at GoPro, which is ticker symbol GPRO. And then finally, we're going to look at a new game plan for exiting trades in the closing bell, and we're going to look at a particular trade that we're analyzing today and again, kind of talk through the mechanics of how the trade might go in the future and kind of what our game plan would be as far as exiting or managing that trade. So to start off today, let's just talk about what stop losses are and really how they work. So this whole idea of stop losses, when it comes to trading individual stocks, is okay. I, I kind of understand it and I get where people are coming from. So how stop losses work are, let's say that you have a stock that you own at, say, $50. So this stock you own, whatever it is, is at $50. A stop loss would be an automatic order that's placed in the market below your stock price at some predetermined level that would sell that stock if it drops enough. So let's say you own the stock for $50. You could place a stop loss order that would sell the stock if you lost $10. So if the share price went down $10, that order would automatically execute and you would sell back the stock at a $10 loss. But the whole idea here is that it prevents you, or the theory is that it prevents you from losing 
more money beyond that $10 initial investment. So I see a lot of people use this with stock trading. Like I said, stock trading, I kind of get it a little bit more because you know, you're going to hold the stock a lot longer and it's a bigger position. So you want to kind of manage your risk. I get that. The way that people use them in options is that they take a credit spread, for example, and if they sell a $1 wide credit spread for a 30 cent credit, they might place a stop loss at say 50 cents. So that 30 cent credit is the most they can make. So if the credit spread goes up in value and becomes a 50 cent credit spread, kind of loses $20, they're gonna get out of the trade completely. And so they'd place a stop loss order at a 50 cent level, okay? And so again, I understand the initial logic of trying to do that. You limit your loss to 20 cents, the difference between the credit that you took in and the stop loss that you have at 50 cents, and you protect yourself theoretically from a loss of more than 70 cents, where the actual trade would go completely against you and be worth a dollar at expiration and you took in a 30 cent credit, so now you're losing 70 cents on the trade. So again, I get that and I understand why people think stop losses are good for them. But in today's show, what I wanna talk about is why they're not good for you and why they are gonna be creating more losses and losing trades in your account than you actually realize. And probably about half, probably about 50% more losing trades in your account than you actually realize. But before I do that, I wanna talk about the Lazy Trader Program. So the Lazy Trader Program is something that I've kind of coined and, and have come up with, and I'm gonna be you know referencing it more and more in video tutorials inside the membership area, which we're building out. But it's this whole idea that you can be a completely lazy trader with monitoring your positions, taking trades off, and as long as you enter trades, to begin with, at the right high probability level, you can basically never touch them again, let them go all the way to expiration, and still turn out to be okay at the end of the year. Meaning you're still gonna make money, and pretty decent money, as long as you just enter the trade correctly, and then from there, you're completely lazy and never touch it, never manage it, don't do stop losses, don't take profits early, don't do anything, you let it go all the way to expiration, win, lose, draw. At the end of the year, as long as you are trading high probability trades to begin with, which we teach everyone how to do inside of our membership area, you can be completely lazy and still make great money. Now, that said, that doesn't mean that you have to be lazy. I'm just trying to help you guys understand that you don't have to know every little detail. As long as you get the initial entry right, a lot of margin of error is going to be room for improvement down the road. So you can make that initial trade and you have a much wider margin for error because you did the trade to begin with at the right high probability level. And so this concept is really new to people because they think that in trading to be successful, you've got to be really active in managing positions. You got to be in and out of positions and adjusting them all the time. And it's just not quite that complicated right? And in this day and age, it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. So this idea that you can just place trades, sit back, relax, and let them go all the way to the end, so long as you place them initially correct, that's the truth. That's how you 
become successful is actually by kind of sitting back and letting the probabilities work themselves out over time. Now, that said, can you be more successful by some margin if you were to adjust trades and reduce risk or close out trades early at a 25% or 50% of max profit? Absolutely. You can do just that much better at the end of the year by being a little bit more active and a little bit more in touch and kind of have your finger on the pulse with some of your trades. But it's not a requirement. It's just a way for you to gain even more of an advantage in the market than you already could have by just placing trades and letting them sit. So that's the whole idea with this lazy trader program. Now, let's get into a specific example as to why people who actually use stop losses, instead of just being a lazy trader and letting it go all the way to expiration, actually end up losing money. So again, we're going to look at GoPro, which is ticker symbol GPRO. And it's a relatively new stock because it just had its IPO a couple months ago, I believe. And so it's still got a lot of volume, a lot of open interest. Uh, As of this morning, it's about 1030 as I'm doing this podcast, and it's got almost 4 million shares traded today, thousands of option contracts traded in the February contract month. So it's very, very liquid and it's good to use as part of our analysis because it's got a lot of data so the numbers are more concrete. But let's say, for example, that we wanted to sell a put spread in GoPro for February expiration, which is about 60 days out. So it's about two months out. And we think that we're going to be bullish on GoPro or whatever the case is, but we want to go bullish on GoPro and we want to sell a high probability put spread below the market. So in this case, GoPro right now is trading at about $64, and we could sell the 50-45 credit put spread below the market for a 25% probability of being in the money. So what that means is that the likelihood or the probability of GoPro coming from 64 all the way down to and staying below 50 which is our short strike, the 50-45 credit put spread, the likelihood of GoPro making that move and staying down there between now and February expiration, which is 60 days out, is only 24%. So what that means is that there's a almost 76% chance that GoPro never makes it down here and closes below 50. So you can see why this is a high probability trade. In our case, if we sell the 50-45 credit put spread and take in a credit, then we've got a 75% chance GoPro never makes it down here and we keep that entire premium. Now, what's important to know about these probabilities, and you can see them right inside your broker platform, is that that probability is all the way to expiration, right? And this is where people mess up. This is where people start to really get lost because they know they understand that probability. Like you're probably saying to yourself, okay, I get that Kirk, 75% chance of making money on this trade, about a 25% chance of losing money. Okay, I get that. So what that means is that that's all the way to expiration. That means if you made this trade every single day, all year, or maybe a thousand trades just like this, It means that over that many trades, 75% of them are going to be winners, 25% of them are going to be losers. That doesn't mean that this trade will be a winner or the next trade. It means that long term, your odds of success are 75%. And that's a really high probability trade. 
Now here's where people throw in a stop loss, right? So they'll say, okay, I get it. So I'll sell that that spread for, let's say we sell that spread for $100 in credit. Okay, so we take in $100 credit. I'm just kind of using that number just to make it easy numbers for us. So we sell that spread for $100 of credit and we could potentially lose about $400 because that's the risk that we're taking. So they might put in a stop loss at say $200. So it means if the spread goes from $100 to $200, they're gonna get out of the trade, buy back the credit put spread and take a $100 loss on this trade. Now, that's a very common way that people will add a stop loss order to an option trade that they're doing. But here's why that doesn't make sense. When we look at a different statistic, which isn't the likelihood that GoPro closes below 50, but the likelihood that at some point between now and February expiration, again, which is 60 days out, the likelihood that GoPro just comes down and touches the price level 50, means the stock trades at $50 between now and expiration, any time between now and expiration, the likelihood of that event happening is 50% right now based on the exact market data that I'm looking at. So what you have here is you have the likelihood of GoPro coming down to and touching the $50 strike is 50%, but the likelihood that it stays there is only 25%. So now you can see that you're twice as likely to hold a losing trade at some point between now and expiration. Okay, that doesn't mean that it's gonna end up being a losing trade because 75% of the time, if you just leave that trade on, it will be a winner. But halfway through the month, you might have a losing trade. In fact, a 50% probability of touching means that out of every single trade that you make in GoPro, half of them will be a loser at some point between now and expiration. And of those ones that are losers, half of the losers will actually turn back into winners. So you can see how people end up losing money because they place a stop loss order at some predetermined level and half of the time the stop loss order gets hit. So now they're making trades that they think are high probability trades when in fact their stop loss order is getting them out before they even give themselves a chance to make money in the long run. So that is exactly why, with a concrete example, why you cannot use stop loss orders with risk-defined trades like credit spreads and iron condors and butterflies and calendars. You just can't do it because the likelihood of you holding a trade that's a loser is almost double your probability of losing. So you're more likely to hold a loser at some point between expiration almost two times as many times as you're going to be a winner in that trade. That doesn't mean that it's going to stay a loser, and that's the key, right? The lazy trader, kind of going back to our lazy trader program, the guy who just places this trade and never, never looks at it again until expiration wins 75% of the time. The person who places a stop loss order will lose half of the time because you're going to have a losing trade half of the time. It just won't stay there all the way through expiration. And so that person who places that stop loss order 
almost guarantees themselves losing 50% of the time. And so now you wonder, right? And and hopefully this is making sense. Hopefully this has kind of been a really groundbreaking podcast for you, kind of understanding these probabilities, the difference between probability of being in the money or probability of losing and the probability of just touching some price point and holding a losing trade, not necessarily realizing a losing trade. But now you can see why so many people in options trading industry believe in their hearts and in their minds that they're making high probability trades. And they are, but they do this one thing wrong and it actually creates more losing trades. And they believe or they say things like, well, this doesn't work. I made high probability trades, but it never worked. And now you know that you just have to let the probabilities work themselves out over time. It takes lots and lots of these trades. I'm not going to say that you're going to make 75% winners with the first 10 trades. You might be, you have eight trades in a row that are bad, but if you make a hundred trades, I guarantee almost 75% of them are going to be winners. If you make 10 trades, I, I don't know. It might be 75%, it might not be, but the more trades you make and the more you do this and the more mechanical and consistent and robotic you are with your trading about how you enter trades at a high probability level, the better off your odds are going to be on the long run and you just got to let them go because you know at some point between now and expiration, you're going to have a losing trade and it might just not end up a losing trade. Half of those are going to come back and be winners. Okay, so really, really good example. But let's get into the closing bell here. Let's look at a detailed trade that we're looking at right now and talk through all the different scenarios. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. Okay, so in today's closing bell, I want to look at um, a stock that we traded before this year and have been pretty successful in doing it, um, but actually wanted to go out and trade it for next year. So we're going to start to build a position um, in this stock, and that's GLD, which is the gold ETF. Um, it's been very, very liquid. We've done a good job of trading it this year, and currently it's got implied volatility that's in the 60th percentile. So as of the date of this recording, it's got really good implied volatility so we can make a credit spread type trade. And so we're going to do one that's very similar to GoPro, but we're just going to use new numbers here for the GLD trade. So when we go out to February expiration, which is again about 60 days out, we're going to look to place a trade that's got about an 80% chance of success. Okay, so we're going to do things a little bit more conservative than GoPro. And we're going to place a trade that's got about an 80% chance of success if we hold it all the way through expiration, making the same type of trade over and over and over again. So in this case, GLD is trading at about 113. So that's where it's trading right now as the market's open about 1030 this morning. And we want to sell the 105-104 credit put spread below the market. Okay, so we're going to sell the 105-104 credit put spread below the market. And by selling that $1 wide spread, we take in a 20 cent credit on each spread that we sell. And we've got a 20 cent premium that we could make about an $80 loss if we're completely wrong. Now, in this case, the probability that GLD comes down from 113 and closes, the keyword here being closes and stays below 105, which is our short strike, is 19.4. So about a 20% chance that we lose on this trade. 
Meaning if there's a 20% chance we lose, there's an 80% chance that we're going to make money on this trade if we, again, make the same type of trade over and over again you know, for the rest of the year, rest of the next five years, whatever. When we look at the probability, though, of GLD coming down to 105 and just touching that price point, kind of trading one time at 105, it's almost 45%. So more than double what our probability of success is. And that's because implied volatility is very high in GLD right now. So what that means is that if we make this trade and we make 10 of these trades, that almost four and a half of those trades or about five of those trades are going to show a big loss sometime between now and expiration. But if we hold that trade all the way through expiration, so all 10 of these trades, if we made the same trade over and over, only two of those trades would actually be losers at expiration. And you can see, again, why people continually lose money in this business because they see a big loss throughout the expiration month and then they close it out thinking that they're really saving themselves money, but they're actually just guaranteeing that they're going to keep losing money by closing out that trade. We've got to be diligent in believing in the probabilities and letting them go all the way through expiration if we need to. So in this case, if we made 10 of these trades or 10 of these types of trades, half of them would show a loser at some point, but if we let it go all the way to expiration, only two would end up being a lose losers and eight of them would end up being winners. Okay, so it actually pays to kind of be a lazy trader and trade through the entire expiration cycle. Okay, so it's a great way, uh, a great example of using that with today's market and with live pricing. And again, you can kind of look at these different numbers inside of your platform. I know Thinkorswim has them, but you can pretty much use um, anything that you have to kind of figure out that probability of touch. One of the really cool ways to do it if you don't have Thinkorswim is to use two times delta. So if the delta of an individual strike is let's say 25, that means that almost two times is 50. So 50% 50 of the time, you might have that stock come down and touch that price point level. So again, you can use two times delta if you don't have thinkorswim or can't calculate a probability of touch, that's gonna be a good approximate for you to figure out how much or what the probability is of a stock coming down and touching that price point between now and expiration. So all you gotta do is just double your delta and that gives you your percentage or your probability of touch and gives you kind of a, a rough framework. It won't be exact, but it'll be close enough to give you an idea of how many times you might have a losing trade throughout the cycle. Okay, so that's a really, really good example. Now, before we kind of close up here, I did want to mention to you guys that kind of the new game plan moving forward for exiting trades, and particularly with risk-defined trades, is really to either A, wait until you have a profit. So if you don't have a profit, and like I said before, and we have talked about in this podcast, sometimes, almost half of the time, you might not even show a profit throughout the expiration month. So you've got to be diligent in waiting for those profits to come up. And then B, you've got to take trades off when they are profitable, okay? So actually the reverse of doing a stop loss is you've got to do like a profit take, right? So instead of stopping the loss from bleeding, whenever you see a profit, whatever that profit ends up being, and there's, there's guidelines that we have inside of our membership area 
that you guys can reference as far as kind of targets. But if you have a nice healthy profit, you've got to be diligent in taking it off. And sometimes that means taking trades off early and kind of banking profits, but that also helps with your long-term consistency. Okay, so the new game plan moving forward with risk-defined trades is until it shows a profit, you let it go all the way to expiration because you don't know when it's going to show profit. And as long as you stick to the probabilities, you'll be fine long-term even if you don't make any adjustments all the way through expiration. The numbers will work out. You just have to believe in them. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can use right now and apply to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. And I hope that idea that you guys got out of today's show was that stop losses are really things that are prohibiting you from making more money in the market. And even though a lot of people say that they're a necessity and they'll call you crazy and they'll call me crazy for using them, you can't fight the numbers and you can't fight the statistics. They do create more losses when you use them. You've got to believe in the numbers. And if you do, you'll end up being 100 times better than everybody else out there who's using stop losses. So as always, you can find additional show comments and any mentioned links or videos that we talked about by going to optionalpha.com slash show 14. That's just the number 14, optionalpha.com slash show 14. And until next time, happy trading.